Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes that we can finally escape this show. Join us each week and leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Oh, hello. Hello. We're here again. <laughs> we, we did. We made it to another week. Yay. So this week we are talking about season four, episode 13, After School Special, written by Andrew Dabb. It also has Daniel Laughlin as a writer on this and then directed by Adam Kane. Yeah. I think that's the first time we've actually, in a long time, <laughs> that we've actually given who it's been written by and directed oh by at the beginning. Usually we do it like halfway through the episode. Like, wait, did, did we say? I don't think we did. But yeah, so we, we remember our own format. Surely. We're on it. It's fine. We know what we're doing every week. It's only been like nearly 80 episodes or something at this yeah, point. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just watched this episode. Um, I quite like it. It's okay. I like it because it's on the, the John Winchester hate train. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Andrew Dabb also said... Yeah, screw you, John Winchester. <laughs> yeah, you can. There are definitely parenting choices in this. Uh, to be honest, like I didn't. As someone who doesn't like John Winchester, usually I pick up on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This one didn't feel like a hate towards John Winchester, and more just like, well, I guess because it, it was it was a flashback episode, so we got to see them as short, like teenagers. But yeah. Oh no, I didn't catch like it was a crappy situation, but I was like, Meh. maybe I'm focusing very much on the recap because the recap mm. was basically all of the poor decisions that John ever made. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just condensed into like a minute and a half, and like it was really good. I did like the recap actually. Yeah, like it it was a callback to season one. I'm like, how have I forgotten? so much of season one already i know it focused very much on sam and john's relationship not so much with dean mm-hmm. in that recap and it's very there's a lot of friction yeah yeah <laughs> what's really funny about this episode is i think i've seen this a few times mm-hmm. i don't know why i've seen it a few times because it's not one of those ones that you would go out to like watch yeah i mean yeah there's the you know the dean in his outfit kind of thing <laughs> but like this this episode i guess it is a very basic episode as well yeah. it's very much monster of the week there isn't too much in terms of like you could pluck this episode out mm-hmm. and just have it on tv and like you would just be like oh yeah it's a supernatural episode like this could be season four or it could be season one it could be season two like it has that um flexibility yes yeah so i guess because it, it feels like other episodes that we are coming up as well mm. with the flashback stuff mm-hmm. yeah not the baba yaga episode that is in a league but own. <laughs> because they use these two actors for a young especially sam yeah that sam actor is used a lot yeah because you you definitely could have put this episode season one season two season three and it actually wouldn't matter there's nothing going on here that is relating to the situation in season four mm-hmm. it even calls back to maybe some older stuff of like sam being called a freak right whereas that's maybe not so much of an issue nowadays <laughs> the two actors here that play young sam and young dean i think they're both really spot on i actually when i've watched this previously always thought young dean like he it doesn't really he carries himself the same way, but he doesn't really look the same 
as like a young, I don't think he looks like a young Jensen Ackles. Mm-hmm. But then his voice is bang on. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. did, they, did they dub this? Did they dub this? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. This is why this guy got the job because it yeah. is spot on. The eyes are very similar. Mm. Did you see his ridiculously long eyelashes as well? Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. that you can fake, but I yeah. don't think they would have spent the time to put <laughs> false eyes. <laughs> eyelashes. False use. Yeah. I, okay, fine. I I, just, I think kudos to the casting people. I mean, I've yeah. known, look, the work they did of casting uh, like Alex Calvert <laughs> as Jack is just the best casting I've ever seen on television ever because... He looks so much like Misha, it's actually crazy. But mm-hmm. then when you go back and you look at these like younger versions of Sam and Dean, I mean, kudos to the actors, especially young Sam, because he's fairly, there's a fairly young kid playing that character mm-hmm. and he has the mannerisms down. Like, yes. Sam has this weird twitchy quality about him. <laughs> I don't know what it, that's the only way I can really describe it, but like, Sam doesn't just sit in a seat. He sits in a seat and does like a little shoulder shrug or like a little flick mm-hmm. of the hair or whatever that this kid just had down. <laughs> like, it was really good. And what's funny is that the forced moments yeah. didn't match. Like it didn't feel quite right. Like there's one scene where, we're jumping ahead, but whatever, mm. where young Sam is, I do like the transition. There's young Sam, he runs his hand through his hair and yeah. then like the next one is old Sam, older Sam doing the same movement. <laughs> yeah. I don't really recall Sam ever doing that particular moment mm. or movement that often. <laughs> like, I know it does, it definitely comes up and definitely does it more as the seasons go on. Yeah. But for some reason, that focus on, like, him pushing his hair back, I was mm-hmm. like, he doesn't really do that a lot. Yeah. See, I, it's, it's funny because I don't feel like he's done... You're right. I don't think he's done it a lot to this point. But for me, because there's more supernatural to come, that's a very ingrained Sam motion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just thought the casting was great. Actually, I I really I did enjoy that. I mean, I know we're talking about the episode background into it, but there's something they do in the color shift between the past mm-hmm. and the present that was also really good here. I thought that was a really nice choice. That the past is much brighter than the present. Mm-hmm. Which I think just says something about supernatural generally. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? Hmm. It, it also helps to age people, though. For like examples, there's teachers who are in the past and the present, and mm-hmm. I think that like grayscaling or whatever they've done to it helps age that particular actor, even though he looked exactly the same. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't feel like there was enough 1990s fashion <gasps> in the past. Yes, you're right, actually. Where are the low-rise jeans and crop tops? Where are they, Anna? Well, was that nine... Well, okay, we have to look at Clueless. Oh, that's true. That, and <laughs> Clueless is for, like, richer schools, but still, like, they kind of get a sense of, like, what the fashion was like. And it really wasn't... You couldn't compare the two, not really. No, I love that. Like, as in all things, if you're unsure of what ni- the 90s look like, we must look to Clueless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> best film. I love that film Wait. so much. I tell you the fashion that it was missing that for me is is peak, not just peak 90s, but peak American 90s. Because I don't remember this being a thing in England. Is like the strappy dress, but with a t-shirt underneath. Yes. Mm. It's come back now, but yeah. the, the plastic choker. Yes, I had so many of those. Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> we were so cool at school <laughs> with our plastic chokers and our bar mm-hmm. bike clips. <laughs> but they always stretch out. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like have they made them better now that they don't stretch out, or did I just have a fat head? Maybe that's it. <laughs> Okay, we've reminisced enough. I think let's get into the episode because yes. we've talked around some things. So we, we brought up the recap a little bit. Um, like I said, it was a lot of from season one. There mm-hmm. was pilot episode, again, decision, poor decisions by John. There was stuff from like a something wicked. Mm-hmm. Again, John telling Dean to look after Sammy. Mm-hmm. Dead man's blood. Yes. Where they had the blow up between the two of them. Yeah. Where he says, if you... You told me to stay gone if I left, so I left. <laughs> I thought that would have more to do with the, this story, but kind of, to me, it really didn't. No, I guess you're right. Like, I said he was on, like, Andrew Dabbs on the John Wish- Winchester hate train, but it really was just the recap. And then he's not particularly mentioned in this episode, other than, like, kind of lurking in the deadbeat dad zone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, we cut to... A school cafeteria. There's like the cheerleading and jock table. So this this is a completely foreign concept to yeah. us as English kids. <laughs> like this this idea of. I mean, I don't even remember like in high school, mm. our high school. I don't remember ever sitting inside to have lunch. I always feel like we went outside. <laughs> like we only sat inside when it was raining. That's so and true. Then it was like our classroom, our homerooms. Yeah. Most of the schools I've been in, they don't have, in, in like English schools, they don't have like cafeterias like this. No. You and literally just go get your food. If you, if you, and even then, like, I feel like most people brought their food. Yeah. Like, you, you made like sandwiches at home and then you brought them. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't really go and buy your food at the cafeteria and then eat it. Even hot food. Like, I used to, I remember this quite clearly when I was in high school. I used to get pasta, but it, like, came in, like, a cardboard carton so I could go and eat it outside. Even in, like, freezing weather, we would go sit outside. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't raining, Mm -hmm. you went outside. Yeah. Because you're away from the teachers, you're away from Mm -hmm. the other kids, you go sit in your friendship group and chat crap for the like lunch lunch break which is like 35 minutes or something it was really really short it was Mm -hmm. not very long these scenes in movies like i'm like this this is real life The, the whole segregation as well i i think this is what it is is that and i americans correct me because maybe it's just what i've seen in movies I think sports seems to play such a large part of American school that it like seems to control their whole, from an outsider's point of view, seems to control their whole culture to the point that you can have these like jocks and cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. But in British schools, barely anybody plays sport. We're all terribly yeah. unfit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we're, we're also a little bit skewed in, in our, our view as well, mm-hmm. in that we went to single sex schools. There were kids that were slightly more into sports than other kids, but... We wouldn't have, like, a cheerleading team for them. No. Because cheerleading was... I mean, cheerleading in general is not a thing in the UK, I feel. Again, there are no kids that athletic at our schools. <laughs> yes, that's very true. That's very <laughs> Can you true. imagine any of our year being able to do a backflip? Maybe one kid. Yeah, there's maybe... Two or three, but they're the they're the sporty ones. They're the sporty ones. <laughs> who are the ones who are actually going to play the sport. And even then, it was just like, 
it makes it even funnier that we had a school rivalry because it's like why why did we even have a school rivalry for what i okay so i was still a i was like a nerd goth kid and i did play some sport when i was younger because i used to be on our school's netball team which i don't even know if americans know what netball is I don't think so, but we're not getting it. I'm not explaining what netball is. Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I remember we went and played against our rival school. And even that was pretty tame. (laughs) Yeah. Cannot make a career out of sports in the UK. No. The only way that you do is if you do it outside of school. Yeah. You you have to go join like a, a football club. Yeah in order for you to or a rugby club or mm-hmm. a hockey club or something that's the only way that you're actually going to get good at it is mm-hmm. because you, but it's not it's an after school thing it's not a school in school time thing but then i guess our universities don't they do have sports scholarships but like they're not a big deal and mm-hmm. they're only for they're usually only for rich kids <laughs> <laughs> which makes no sense <laughs> because they can afford to do the extracurricular sport and get good at them so yeah exactly we live in a class system out of ours what happened yeah that's very true anyways <laughs> we're like not even past the first scene but i just there was something about it that was like as as now like a fully grown adult watching going back and thinking about like yeah. our school system and like what was portrayed on american tv school systems i'm like this is this is wild and weird and i i'm glad i didn't go to school in america it must be such a culture shock if you have to like if you had to switch at any point where's yeah. that tv show actually i want to watch that i want to see american kids go to british schools and vice versa i want to see that swap me too <laughs> and like so they have to switch for a year and see yeah. how long mm-hmm. our school years are because we yes. only get six weeks i think even less now maybe five weeks so overall over the whole school year you get 13 weeks off and six of those are in the summer so whereas in america mm-hmm. stand, standard school times finish end of may ish yeah you have a break until end of august mid-august wow wow (laughs) yeah anyway the wild tangent just thought i'd mention that because we're with the cheerleaders and the jocks Mm -hmm. um and because this is supernatural there is slut shaming of course and a girl named taylor walks over and basically is rejected from the popular kids because she slept with a boy so she gets rejected and goes and like her the whole table starts like cough chanting slut it's just like whatever and then she goes over and sits at a table with a alone plus size girl this girl taylor is just being unnecessarily mean like calls her a fat ugly pig just by trying to sympathize with her it's like a classic like crap rolls downhill right she's just been picked on by her friends so she's gotta go make herself feel better by making this girl feel bad it's just horrible teenage stuff um we then cut to like a bathroom and Taylor is in there crying because she's upset that her friends don't like her anymore. And then April shows up behind her in the mirror and like as basically exacts her revenge mm-hmm. by saying, you know, I'm not ugly. And then puts her head in the toilet and drowns her in the toilet. We then cut to April's face and it's this black goo that's coming out of her eye. We then get the title card. We are at hospital. And I... So... 
very nice shots of the car and like scenery mm. like i thought that was really well done because like the way that they show where the building is it's like i don't know go watch it it's just it's a little disorienting but it's like kind of an interesting way to show a building like they come they like pan out and then up. i don't know i don't know it's very yeah. cool <laughs> sam is in being a nurse basically and talking with april trying to find out what happened and she describes the possession like mm. she could feel what she was doing or see what she was doing but she couldn't stop herself yeah um and she wanted to stop herself and she's truly upset this has happened and then sam's like well did you smell anything or see anything like smell rotten eggs or sulfur i'm trying to think she's this girl's probably 16 17 Maybe, i don't yeah. remember in science if we ever smelled sulfur at that point yeah we definitely did um chemistry I, class yeah. you have to do a thiosulfate reaction and that smells real bad you know the disappearing x do you ever have to do the disappearing x i we were in the same class together so we probably <laughs> did google the disappearing x experiment that's when you smell sulfur in chemistry okay class. Fair enough. So and she says, no, she didn't smell anything. And then he asked if you saw any black smoke. And she was like, what, are you crazy? <laughs> Why is it that Sam is always the nurse? Do you think Dean's just just doesn't have the demeanor, the like caring demeanor to pull off the... <laughs> yeah, I do. I do think that's it. And also I think it's, um, I think it's a little bit of misogyny, right? Yeah. Like he... He thinks nurses should be women because he's made like the sexy nurse comment multiple times, right? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of that. I like, think there's maybe a little bit of that. I mean, yeah, because he's always making like, you're a girl to Sam jokes. Like, yeah. So like, no, you have to be the nurse. Yeah, it's totally that. Oh my God. The, yeah. I was saying time before we started recording, I don't like how adult Dean is written in this episode. Mm-hmm. He's just super gross the he whole is. time. Yeah. This has been a problem in season four, generally. <laughs> yes yeah where was that growth from season three i think we've mentioned that before yeah i mean we'll bring it up again because yeah there's other comments but (laughs) i don't know season 14 is has his moments but it's not my fave yeah like you you can't for all the like heart-wrenching moments i know you're it's probably to try and make light of everything but like you don't need to be gross about it yeah. This isn't the voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that TV show is smashing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what made me laugh about this with Sam coming outside and like basically walking straight up to the Impala? I think that building is the same building as Asylum, for one. It looks definitely it does look like it, yeah. Because they they like to use that one for a few things, right? Yeah. And two they always get the best parking spots and like don't have to worry about it. Uh, that's so true. I think I've, I've, I know I've mentioned this a couple of times, but it, it makes me laugh every time because he's literally parked right outside the door. But this happens of every time they pull up in this episode, every single time it's right outside the building mm-hmm. that they need to go into. Never yeah. in my life has that happened to me. <laughs> and like being able to sit there and park there. Right. <laughs> It's it's part of the Chuck effect, kind of. Yes, you know it's convenient because they're the mm-hmm. main characters. So exactly that that was one thing I would have loved to have seen in that episode. Well, yeah, actually, 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 when we switch back to Chuck View, they are parked right outside. That's so true. But I, you're right, though. A scene where they had to find parking would have been funny. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 
And I, I want it to be like under like parking the Impala in the worst place, like a multi-story mm-hmm. under a flickering lamp kind of. Now we've got to walk <laughs> like five blocks to our destination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the, the lift is out. So they're on like, okay, they underground or above ground. Oh, what so- would be more annoying? To walk down some steps or up some steps with all their gear. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, you're right. I want this. Um, so Dean basically asked for a rundown of what just happened. And it's off to Truman High, home of the bombers. And it turns out that they had gone to that school for like a month. I don't know. I mean, we went there like for a month, a million years ago. Why are you so jazzed to go back? I'm not. I just think it's worth looking into. All right. Well, what's our cover? FBI, Homeland Security, Swedish exchange students? Don't worry. I got an idea. I I get the joke now because they're tall. All right, fair. <laughs> oh, I didn't understand the Swedish thing, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's a stereotype that Swedes are tall, but or is it a movie reference? Well, oh, it could be. Is, I, how does she likely, explain it, it in Never Been Kissed? That's the only movie reference I can think of where like someone go back to school where they're well old. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, just making stuff up now. <laughs> <laughs> It's then flashback and they are arriving at the school as kids Mm -hmm. and conveniently you can't see John Winchester. (laughs) Yeah, right. Apparently Jeffrey D. Morgan was not available, but then again, (laughs) it's not really about him. It kind of looks like Dean gets out of the car while the car is still moving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe. Sam gets out and Dean checks in with him like, hey, you got your lunch, books, butterfly knife, of course. (laughs) Sam's really disheartened. It's a new school. It's their third school in the year and it's only November, which I get where you can see where it's like a John Winchester hating club because that really sucks. (laughs) It does, yeah. Um, Because you're not learning anything, surely. Well, this is it. Like, how are they supposed to stay and get any qualifications? Because surely they'd be learning, like, different curriculum at different times of the year. Like, oh, I can't imagine having to try and integrate it at school and then leave, like, two weeks, three weeks later. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad for both of them because actually they both do want to learn. I mean, Dean doesn't seem that bothered in, about school in this episode, but... Mm-hmm. There's a comment later on that he makes about getting a GED. So he did eventually get that qualification. So he obviously Mm -hmm. cared enough to get it because that's not an easy thing to do. Right. And Sam, we know Sam cares about school because, I mean, he was a a college student. Yeah. Um, And not an an Ivy League too. Exactly. So it just shows how much harder they both had to work for the things they wanted in life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I'm guessing it's libraries and because there must have been times as well where they didn't go to school for weeks at a time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the internet I'm, wasn't really a thing in the 90s. Not easily accessible either. No. Dean, young Dean says, don't worry, this hunt is only going to take two weeks and then, you know, we're out of here. We're then introduced to Sam's classroom. He stood at the front of the class, like looking very downtrodden and just like head down, not really causing attention. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wyatt, his teacher, introduces him. And then we go to Dean, and he's the opposite. You know, his head is high, he's very confident. Dean, is there anything you'd like to tell us about yourself? Not really, sweetheart. Take your seat. Is there anything you'd like to tell us about yourself? Not really. This is how I knew that Dean was like 17, maybe 18. Mm -hmm. Well, he'd be 17. And this is because he's in 12th grade, which is the last grade. Oh, okay, okay. Of high school. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess if you think about it, like Dean's had a lot more practice at this because he's been doing yes. this since he was four. Well, I'm going to get, actually, Sam's been doing his whole life too. They both had similar practice at this. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than but, Dean's older. Yeah, Dean has more experience because he is older. Yeah. I mean, as well, like, um, <laughs> it's almost like Dean's trying to look, like see how far he can push it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if they're changing schools every like three, four weeks, you'd be like, okay, what's this? What's the vibe of this school? How much can I, am I going to get away with here? Like, how strict are they to get like the lay of the land? Whereas Sam's just trying to like keep his head down because he would actually like to do some learning today, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very true. What's funny though is that I do think Dean is the kind of like person that would do the homework the night before to help Sam do the homework. This is it. It's all bravado, yeah. right? Because it definitely is. I mean, he even gets called out on it in this episode that, mm-hmm. like, everything you do is a front, mate. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so Dean goes to sit down and he catches the eye of, I think her name's, I don't, her, don't remember what her name is in this episode, but she's Caroline from The Vampire Diaries. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where I know her from. Sam sits down and he sat next to a boy named Barry who's who sees that Sam, when Sam puts his bag down, his knife falls out. It goes back to Dean's classroom and the teacher's like asking for where his books and stuff are. He's like, don't have them because I'm not going to be here long, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Cuts back to Sam's classroom. Well, Barry introduces himself to Sam and the teacher explains what the assignment is. And then there's a bully that's up behind Barry, Dirk. Mm-hmm. Sam stands up for Barry because Dirk is like flicking Barry's ear, which is at another point where I was just like, Bullies are weird. <laughs> and I think I've I think I've solved physical bullying. Okay. Online bullying is another thing. Just tell them that it's really weird to touch other people. Absolutely. And then that's and then you fix the problem, surely. This was brought up by I listened to a podcast called The Guilty Feminist. Mm-hmm. And one of their very early episodes, Deborah, who who runs the podcast, was talking about this because she had um a guy come up who looked like he was gonna like touch her in some way you know like a weird way mm-hmm. and she just shouted in his face and put her hands and went that's not cool and the guy <laughs> just looked so shocked that he like walked off and mm-hmm. I think this is also <laughs> maybe how you deal with bullies yeah yeah because like he's touching another person's ear yeah. even if it's flicked it's just like no Ugh. it's interesting because I would say the school we went to there was not a lot of physical bullying I do I do love the fact that this Dirk character is like, it says, you want to take his place? Midget? Because Sam looks very Aww, small in this. So funny. And then Sam says, yeah, sure. Mm. Like, that the hero complex starts young in the Winchesters. Yes. Um, we then cut to current day. Mm-hmm. And Sam is a janitor. And class is just let out. So all the, t- all the students are rushing out and he walks past Mr. Wyatt's classroom and he sees the, the teacher. We then cut to Dean in his gym uniform. On a rewatch, I don't know how I feel about this scene. <laughs> I think it's very knobbly knees. I don't, I don't know why that stood out to me. And it doesn't know. really mean anything, really, because it's like, whatever. But I was just like, because huh. I know everybody points out like the bow leg, but whatever, who cares? Mm. Look, I was having this conversation with someone else the other day. I don't know why. I find men's legs very attractive. I don't know why. It's yeah. just, a, just a, and I'm, I'm admitting that on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. We've we've admitted many <laughs> Way <a thing>. worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, so 
This was quite good. <laughs> I like the shorts. They were very high waisted shorts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was done on purpose, right? Yeah, Surely. I feel that. I just feel that, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think I think this is so iconic because we just enjoy Dean in little outfits. I think so. I think that is definitely the case. When they're not dressed as their usual selves. Yeah. It's just always more fun. But Sam never does it though. It's only ever Dean. Think that he can, gets really into it. Yeah, yeah, can you think of a time where Sam's in like a little outfit? Mm-mm. No, yeah. no. Like where's his lederhosen? Where's his tiny shorts? Even in Baby, where we couldn't even see what they were wearing at that point, Dean was wearing jorts. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like we would have the same obsession with Sam if they had dressed him in a little outfit, but they never did. Huh. Yeah. Right? They just didn't. I can think mm-hmm. of so many times Dean's dressed up, but maybe he's just more, you're right, maybe that's his personality. Maybe he just enjoys... He likes the theatrics. Yeah, the theatrics of it all. (laughs) Maybe he likes being someone else for a bit. Let's make it sad. (laughs) Yes. I actually think the sweatband is better than the shorts in this. I know the shorts are very much like focused on, but Mm -hmm. I don't know why. There's something about how he's wearing that sweatband. It's kind of in a stupid way that I quite enjoy. I've never seen a PE teacher dress like this. (laughs) Why is he wearing this school uniform? I do not know. I don't think I'd want Dean as my PE teacher. Uh, he seems kind of mean. <laughs> Power got to his head. It really did. I mean, to be fair, I think we all know t- PE teachers who are on a power trip. I just don't like running and people used to make me run and I don't like running. So I feel oh. like that was personally for me. They shouldn't have made me run. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I was one of the taller people in our class. I could run faster because I literally just had longer legs that was it so like they didn't really care what's really funny is I'm only five five so I at school I was quite little I was under five foot probably but my best sport was high jump (laughs) (laughs) you got a spring in your shirt I do um no so I mean yeah so he's basically lined these kids up and said they're gonna play dodgeball the kids are kind of saying, like, the other teacher never made us play it because it's too dangerous. Dean's like, well, she's gone to get married, so we're playing. Send the kid to go take a lap and blows his whistle. Mm-hmm. And this, like, also while he's explaining this, he, like, throws a dodgeball at a kid real hard. <laughs> the kid's, like, doubled over. Because uh, he's, like, two feet away and just <laughs> straight in the stomach. Like, he... It's almost like he expected something to ha- something else to happen. Like the kid was going to dodge out of the way because he's just like... Uh. I think so, because he does it and then immediately looks like he regret- regretted that action. Like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't hit a kid with a ball. Like, So, I mean, Sam comes in and it's just like, he's looking at him like, what is going on? Having fun? The whistle makes me their guard. Right. Nice shorts. I mean, he's teaching like 12 year olds. I would mm-hmm. quite like to see how this style of teaching would fly with like the, the, the 17, 18 year olds. Yes. <laughs> I'll be honest. because <laughs> It definitely would not fly. I think they would have made him cry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he would have had to leave the gym. I think mm-hmm. they would have. Yeah. They would have broken that man. <laughs> um, Sam compliments his shorts, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. This is in complete contradiction to uh, Dean's previous statement that he has never worn shorts in the second episode of Supernatural. 
And right, Sam's been all over the school, can't find anything to do with demon possession. Says, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there's nothing going on here. I will say one thing. Mm -hmm. They are talking very loudly in a cavernous place. Yeah. The whole class heard that conversation. That's true. But like, I also think as a teenager, I would not have cared. Oh yeah, probably not. (laughs) The apathy was so strong. It's like, oh, demons exist. Like, whatever. Maybe this will get us out of dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) I've never played dodgeball. We used to play benchball. Benchball is basically dodgeball, except if you get hit, you have to go stand on a bench at the back of the opposing team. And then if your team manages to throw the ball so you can catch it, you can go back on their team. It is a never ending game. Yes. (laughs) They gave it to us so that we would just entertain ourselves. I think that's pretty much dodgeball though it is pretty much dodgeball i think we weren't allowed to hit people above the knee yes you had to like underarm it you couldn't overarm it yeah Uh, you know dean's like okay fine let's leave you know if there's no signs of demon possession let's just go and um as he's saying this one oh and he says after lunch because it's sloppy joe day one of the kids gets hit in the face with a ball while he's saying this and like runs up with a bloody nose and Dean just <laughs> shouts after him, good hustle. It's very much a, a, a meme in British schools that any kind of injury can be solved with a cold compress of some wet, wet tissue. So I imagine that's what happened there. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just go and put some cold tissue on it. Absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Head injury, Walk just out. put some cold tissue on it. It's fine. <laughs> Break your arm. Wet tissue. Cold tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, this is horrible. So we cut to a blender cutting up some lettuce or something. I don't know, it was kind of. And um, there's two boys. There's like a jock and a nerd. And um, the jock is saying that he wants to copy this guy's homework. And the nerd is like, why? Because you're stupid. And then the jock threatens to shove his fist down his throat. And so the nerdy boy gets his fist and he puts it into the blender. <laughs> and yep. then, nope. I didn't watch that bit. I don't like it. You could tell that was exactly what was going to happen. Like the the blender was open for one. Like surely, surely before you do like home ec or cooking class, which we call it food tech. Yeah, you're taught the basics of how to safely use the equipment. I don't feel like they would have trusted us with blenders. I remember what a big deal it was to use a sharp knife, and I don't feel they would have trusted us with a blender. (laughs) (laughs) These kids are the older kids, though. Yeah, that's true. I didn't do food tech in high school. And so, yeah, obviously blood goes everywhere. All the kids run out except the, like, nerdy kid, and Sam runs in to check he's okay, and Mm -hmm. we see black ooze coming out of his ear, and, and the kid, like, wakes up like, what happened? So, yep, we see Sam and Dean in the hallway. (laughs) Sam says to Dean, how's the non-violence assembly going? (laughs) So, (laughs) I like the idea they're just having an assembly about this. Like, stop Mm -hmm. hurting each other, please. Apparently shoving a kid's arm into a Cuisinart is not a healthy display of anger. You know, Sam's explained to Dean that there's ectoplasm, so it's it's a ghost possession. And Dean's like, it's pretty rare. But we've seen it before, and they've seen it before. A couple times. Yeah. So, you know, Sam says there's no EMF. So can't find who is in the building. And Dean says that he's already broken into the principal's office and got some records. He says here, FYI, three of the cheerleaders are legal. Guess which ones? And I love Sam. She just goes, no. I, Sam has always got the... the. He's never makes a high school girl joke. Yeah. Ever. Well, so far, I, I, and I don't think that changes. No. Um, And I do really appreciate that. They he- can shut it down. 
I like it because Sam's kind of like, he he calls out Dean's crappy behavior. He's like, stop acting like we're in some kind of like terrible high school movie and like get serious. Mm-hmm. But Dean's found out there's only one death on campus. It was in 1998 and it was a kid called Barry Cook. And Sam's like really sad because that was the kid we saw him talking to in his class. So he did know him and he unfortunately killed himself. presumably because of bullying like that's the implication here and so that was where the first ghost possession had happened where the girl got drowned in the toilet and um dean says this ghost is possessing nerds and sam's like yeah using them to go after bullies and dean says does that sound like barry's mo and sam just says he has had a hard time so they have a flashback and it shows barry getting bullied and, you know, Sam's helping him out and Barry's like, well, you know, I'll be out in three years and I'm going to go to Michigan State. He wants to be a vet. And he, because he likes animals more than people. Fair. Yeah. That is fair. <laughs> it's fair. They are nicer than people. And then we see young Dean and, oh, the girl's called Amanda, just making out in a closet. Dean's trying to arrange a date with her, talking about bringing extra bucket, uh, extra butter in his popcorn, which <laughs> is it, is it okay, fine. Is this just sure. a reference? Yeah. yeah. And Amanda doesn't want to go because she has a curfew at 11 um, to the, to I spit on your grave, which, okay. <laughs> and you know, Dean's kind of saying, no, just, just break your curfew, you'll be fine. And she's like, no. And um, when Amanda asks him when his is, he's like, oh, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. This is a very much, it's a conversation where you're explaining something about your childhood that you thinks, ha funny. And someone's looking at you like, oh no. That's really not That's good. That's not good that that <laughs> happened to you. Like you need mm-hmm. to address that possible trauma because Amanda's like, well, don't, you know, basically don't your parents care about you mm-hmm. is the whole thing she's trying Just to get across. It. Yeah. Yeah. Dean's like, no, it's great. You know, we live in a motel. We have all the things we need. Like, I get to do what I want. And Amanda seems to think that it's sad. And she ends this with like, don't you miss your dad? And like, we don't get to hear Dean's answer to that. I'm going to say he doesn't miss his dad. No, I agree. I think the way that like his face was, it was Mm. kind of like, it's the norm. So why would I miss him? That's very true, actually. It's like, this is just my life. Like, this is how I've lived so mm-hmm. why are you calling it out in this way? Yeah. It, it, he's being judged by this girl mm-hmm. as well. I, I just felt sad for Dean in that moment to have his life judged in that way with a girl mm-hmm. he's like making out with. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we see them come out of the closet and then Sam and Barry walk by and, and Dean's like, Sammy! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cute side coming out. Barry's like, oh my gosh, that's your brother. He's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's cool. Yeah, he thinks so. He thinks he is. <laughs> that sentiment never leaves. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dean thinks he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, now that I'm old enough, I can call him out on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and then this Dirk kid comes up and starts hassling ba- like Barry and says to Sam, like, do you still want to take his place? And Sam lets Barry leave, you know, says he's going to go get a teacher, actually. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of like, Dirk stands up to Sam and like punches him and he, he, Sam falls to the ground. And there's like a moment's pause where I think Sam's thinking about retaliating and then mm-hmm. doesn't because Mr. Wyatt shows up and he's like, oh, that's enough. That's enough. Here's another thing that I'm like, doesn't make sense as an adult. Mm. Why being called a chicken is so triggering to children. <laughs> No. Because I I remember as uh, like maybe a six year old, 
my brother kept calling me a chicken yeah. over and over and over again. So I like kicked him in the stomach. <laughs> All because he called me a chicken. I'm mm. like, but now thinking back on that, I'm like, why did I do that? What? Why is that so like, don't call me a chicken. It's like, who cares if you're called a chicken? <laughs> I know. Obviously this episode's all about bullying. Yeah. And I'm like, so yeah, I was like, when we got to high school age, yeah. I feel like a lot of this, this kind of bullying kind of went away. Right? Yeah. You kind of, you end up sort of, you get so focused in like passing your exams and stuff. Like yeah. you just don't, yeah, you had tiffs with your, you had tiffs with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't really outside people picking on you and i'm like the last time i remember being actually bullied and like bullied in a physical way yeah was when i was like five i don't know if for us if we were kind of lucky because i feel like i went to high school and i became popular for being weird i don't know like even the the bullies would if there was like a new kid who came in who thought like oh they're goth kids let's bully them you'd have mm-hmm. the people who were normally bullies be like no you can't actually do that <laughs> <laughs> and I I do feel like in our high school we kind of looked out for each other. Like, you just made connections through things. Mm-hmm. Like did. it didn't necessarily in school, outside of school, they wouldn't look at you. This is true actually. I think I think we were very lucky in our school because having been in other schools, I think they did actually manage to give us like a good sense of community amongst mm-hmm. ourselves. I think partly that was down to our like tutors because I felt very close to the people in my tutor group. Mm-hmm. Like I'd been with them since I was 11, and then we yeah. were all the way up to when we were 16. So I think that helped. So we cut to a graveyard at night, and we see a salt and burn, presumably Barry's grave. It's... Mm-hmm. They literally, I don't know why they didn't just do this. They could have just filmed one salt and burn and just put it throughout Supernatural. <laughs> just use that same footage. I guess that they would have to do what? Well, the thing is, is the hair, right? Because oh, Sam's hair, hair is ever growing. Yeah, the hair would change. I mean, they could have just CGI. You could have put one of those green things on him and just CGI'd his head and just made the same salt. It would have saved them so much money. We could have had a 16th season on that budget. <laughs> Well, we've seen the CGI of this season. <laughs> That's true, it's bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's very typical. I I like how Dean does a match and then just burns the whole book of matches and throws it in. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that with something, but I can't think of a, like, an actual legitimate reason to do it. Barry's been burned, so hopefully this should be over. They just assume it kind of is. Um, <laughs> we see the Impala and, and Sam and Dean are having a chat. And I, again, I should just cut that out and paste it in at the appropriate moments <laughs> because it happens so often. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the car after a job. They they, they talk, bitch. Yeah. Um, Sam's kind of sad because Barry was his friend. No matter how briefly they had a connection. Yeah. Sam's feeling kind of guilty as well because he feels like if they had been able to stick around more, maybe he could have been his friend. Maybe he could have helped him out, stopped him from getting bullied and maybe he wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean says what he really should saying which is look this kid had other issues it's not your fault it's very tragic but it's it's not actually not on you here you don't know if Mm-mm. you could have changed anything if you had stuck around exactly um, it's tragic but it's not your fault to tell you the truth I'm glad we got out of that town i hated that school it wasn't all bad <laughs> how can you say that after what happened to you 
But then what actually happened to Sam? I mean, I'm guessing there's, there's the implication is he did get bullied more. Well, yeah. So the way I read that was like, Dean Dean remembers like the bad of it all. Oh, yes. Like, so I feel like this flashback is like what Dean remembers. Yeah, that would make sense. Because we don't actually know who this perspective is from. I assumed mm. it was Sam. But then we it, do it see definitely is. I think it is definitely Sam's okay. perspective, but like Dean's has a very selective memory and like he <sighs> just remembers like all of the bad. Yeah, that's true. Cause yeah, we we see Sam and Dean and Dean is like mad because yeah. obviously Sam's told him that he got hit by this kid. They, he doesn't show a mark on his face, but I imagine he would have a mark or something that Dean would have asked about. It would have kind of mm-hmm. made sense. Um, it would have also made sense as to why Dean was so worried as well if he, what John might see yeah. it and be like, why weren't you protecting Sammy? That kid's dead. Dean. I'm going to rip his lungs out. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Sammy, look at yourself. If Dad was here. He's not. Well, I am. And as soon as I'm finished with that dick. Just shut up, okay? Dean's kind of questioning, like, why didn't you retaliate? Like, you can look out for yourself. Like, we taught you how to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam says it's because I don't want to be a freak for once. I want to be normal. So taking a beating, that's normal. And then Sam just changes the subject. Mm-hmm. We weren't supposed to be here this long. At you got Amanda. She's cool. Dude, she wants me to meet her parents. I don't do parents. And I thought about it, like, I don't think he's ever met anybody's parents. I don't re- recall that being a thing with Lisa. I mean, it must have happened. They were in a relationship for a fairly long time, but they never yeah. mentioned it. That's true. I mean, maybe Cassie. I think they kind they kind of met one of her relatives, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what her, what that lady was to her. Was that her mother or her auntie? I mean, that's not surprising. Dean is not a commitment man. He is not. <laughs> um. So we're still in the flashback, and it's we're in Sam's classroom of Mr. Wyatt. And he asked Sam to come over to talk to him. You know this assignment was nonfiction, right? Yes, Mr. White. So you and your family killed a werewolf last summer, huh? For I knew I knew it was a ghost possession, and I knew it was going to be who it's going to be. But I kind of wished it was like the teacher was <laughs> something <laughs> in some way, like yeah. one of the older supernatural creatures that's like oh no there's a hunter in the school <laughs> and they could that's how they could have explained like wait you haven't aged <laughs> <laughs> and sam says it doesn't matter as soon as dad, my dad comes back we're leaving so you can flunk me if you want to mm-hmm. and mr white's like no you know i'm not flunking you i'm actually going to give you an a mm-hmm. you know aside from a werewolf is this really how you describe your family which I would have loved to have been able to know what that was. I thought he was going to go more into it. I know. I wanted to know this too. Uh, uh, to just... see what young Sam's perspective of John is at this point. The I feel yeah. I feel like Dean because he describes Dean as quite a character, right? The teacher. So I feel like there's kind of a bit of hero worship there for Sam. Yeah. But at the same time. Oh, he thinks he's cool, right? There's kind of like, yeah, he thinks he's cool, but yeah, I actually think he's great. I, mm-hmm. I can see that coming through. For John, he just calls him driven, and that was him being polite. The teacher, like Mr. Yeah. Wyatt, being polite because he says, <laughs> "And your father seems uh driven, obsessed bastard." <laughs> I think that's a more of an appropriate 
And that's something that Sam would definitely write, surely. Yeah. I mean, if you imagine they're on a hunt, so the kind of interactions that would have, like, conversations they would have had with John about how that went about, Mm -hmm. I I can kind of imagine the impression that this teacher got of John. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely seems like it would have been like, no, I'm not going to help you boys. You boys are going to go kill this thing by yourself. And I'm just going to, I'll be here for backup, but that's it. (sighs) Yeah. Mr. Wyatt continues and says, actually, it's really good. And had had you ever thought of pursuing writing? Mm-hmm. I can't. I have to go into the family business. Family business? Yeah, my dad's a... My dad's a mechanic. So I have to be a mechanic, too. Do you want to go in the family business, Sam? Yeah. Which is actually kind of interesting that Sam never gets into car repair, really. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, and I wonder if it's because... Because when Dean takes the Impala, mm. it becomes Dean's car. Yeah. And he won't let anybody touch his car. I mean, he tries to teach Sam some basics when he thinks he's going to die. Do you think it's his car because of what happened in this season, season episode three? I can't even remember what the name of it is now. The one where he goes back in time and he helps John pick the car. Yes. Do you think that's... It imprinted on him like a baby duckling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, as soon as he saw that, when he went back in time, because we knew that it was going to be inevitable, like this happens ev- like uh-huh. in this time loop, it always happens. Yeah. So he knows that car is his because he picked it out. Yeah, it's Dean's car. It's not John's car. No, it was never John's it car. It's Dean's car. always waiting for Dean. I think anyway. that, <laughs> I think as well that Sam, uh, not being a mechanic in any sense of the word and not fixing the Impala and not being his... It's just another way that he's distanced himself from John mm-hmm. because he sees it as John's car or then we know it's Dean's. Um, I think it's just another way of being different. Yes. Yeah. This will be interesting to explore, which they probably won't do it because <laughs> this is the CW, the Winchesters. Yeah. Because it's it almost seems like Whoever John Winchester's mum's called, which I don't even know if we know who that is yet, even from the trailer, it almost seems like she was the mechanic mm. who taught it to John and Henry, which is John's dad, yeah. is actually the academic. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Yes, I would like John... Where's John Winchester's mechanic mother? That's what I want from the Winchesters. Yes, you're right, mm-hmm. actually. I would like to see that actual family business continue. Yeah, it's it's why in fan fiction they often if it's an alternate universe where there's no uh, monsters and stuff, Dean is often a mechanic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sam is still an academic. Yeah, it's an interesting trope to see actually, but I think it's because of lines like this, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, I don't know me personally, I I like the I like bartender Dean, you know, the cook, the hospitality, mm-hmm. looking after people kind of stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, I, can. I mean, he has a knack for it. He really does. And like, I, I don't know, just because the bar was like his dream kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I like that in these alternate universes that people write him in, he gets to live out that dream. <laughs> I, I feel very attached to the character, okay? <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, and then Mr. Ora asks probably one of the most important questions. Mm. He says, do you want, do you want to go into the family business? And Sam's sort of stumped, and he says, no one's ever asked me that before. More than anything, no. You know, I don't want to uh, overstep my bounds here, but... 
you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. He explains his backstory of he comes from a family of surgeons and he gave up being a doctor to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. Maybe three or four big choices that shape someone's whole life. Um, and you need to be the one that makes them. What he just decided in that last episode was one of those choices. And <sighs> that's a yeah. good point. I was going to say, I, I don't really think Sam's got to make many of his own choices in his life. But you're right. The last episode was a choice that Sam has made, although he's been pushed in a certain direction. The only choice he's ever really made for himself was going to law school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was probably from this conversation. I mean, he kind of confirmed so it was from this conversation. Exactly. So they go back to the school, like it's now present day, and they go back to the school so that Sam can go talk to Mr. Wyatt. Dean's like, okay, whatever, you know, go have your Robin Williams, oh, captain, my captain <laughs> moment. I've never watched that movie. I know exactly what movie they're referencing, but I have never watched that movie. So he goes into the school and he's walking down the hallway and then a girl comes up to him and says you know where's where's the classroom and he even though he was at that school for maybe three to four weeks he knows exactly where that classroom is i mean he also was a janitor so i guess he remembered the layout (laughs) um and then she says thank you and then stabs him in the chest yeah just like out of nowhere i was like oh oh that's not good and then like kicks him in the in the balls <laughs> uh yeah i feel like a bigger deal is made out of her kicking him than her stabbing him yes w- i mean was it like maybe a pocket knife so that's why it wasn't like very deep oh but even maybe. still it's true but like yeah i, I feel like ne- never mentioned again in this episode that he just got stabbed yeah like he just, just seems to just like walk that off so. um and then the the woman says you got tall winchester so that's kind of an indication of like this ghost knows who he is mm-hmm. sam falls to the ground and like faces towards the camera like has a flask of salt because of course he does <laughs> pours it into his hand and then like choke holds the girl and shoves sand and uh, sand uh, salt in her mouth yeah and the ghost like depossesses her yeah, deep possessed is a good word. No, I like that. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> Exercises the ghost. I don't know why I couldn't think of what the word was, but whatever. It's out there now. <laughs> push, push, pushes the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're dead in the woods for some reason. That ghost is dead. I'm going to rip its lungs out. Obviously, it wasn't Barry. They missed something and they need to go back. As Dean is talking, he's like looking at like a roster of some kind he says check it out um and the i hate the way he describes these three people it's it's really bad actually it's really bad bad. like he calls he calls the martha dump truck revenge of the nerds and hello kitty i'm like oh i feel i feel icky i feel feel, icky no again adult dean season four is not it no no they do eventually stop writing him like this and andrew Mm -hmm. dab stops writing him like this but why has he got to be so gross and this is like a fat shaming kind of a bit racist yep yeah um yeah i don't like it it's not good it's not good no not at all um but they all they all rode the same bus Mm -hmm. um so the bus is the one that's probably more than likely haunted i would just like to say me and Sam on the same vibe because he says 
Dean, there's law about spirits possessing people and riding them for miles. And whenever they leave the body, they're bungeed back to their usual horn. <laughs> the cosmic bungee. Yes. <laughs> so I, I like the idea that like a ghost can just possess you and then just walk around as you. But then you get to a certain point and it just goes like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's like... um. Have you ever done those inflatable things where you get like a strap around your your waist and it's got a bungee cord and you have to try and get to the end? You can yes. see so you have to, yeah, so like that. But then you kind of almost get to the end and then you go like flying <laughs> backwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. <laughs> and we kind of did see that in the visuals of yeah. this uh, when um, the ghost was exercised. We saw the cosmic bungee. Yeah, we saw the cosmic bungee. So they go to the they get onto the school bus and they're using the EMF. It's not clean, but there's no real kind of ghost. And I love that Dean like gets his shotgun and like bangs the top of the <laughs> school bus. It's like ghosty, 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 come out, come out. Hey, ghosty, 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 well, come out wherever you are. So again, Andrew Dab and Jeremy Carver. They can those two are the ones who write Dean the worst with yes, these like I agree. gross lines, mm-hmm. but they. Jeremy Carver has better one-liners for sure. Yeah, but Andrew Dabbs come coming in with some good ones. Yeah, he adds a lot of comedy to Dean's character that wasn't necessarily there in the beginning. Sam's like, I don't get it. No one never died on this bus, and it's not like there's a body hiding in here. I honestly thought they were gonna like, lift up the floorboards and like find a body <laughs> or something. I was like, Whoa. even though I knew where this story was going, I was just like, no, let's, let's just find a random body. Dean that says, well, it could be a flap of skin, a hair, I mean, even a hangnail, which is like, yeah, okay, that's not actually, I don't think it's that small of an object that... Just like lick the bus window once and like haunt <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Start licking everything so you yeah. can haunt things. Um, Dean looks into like the glove compartment of the bus and finds like a new driver's permit that was only issued two weeks ago and it's just before the first attacks. Mm-hmm. And... The name of the driver is Dirk McGregor. Of course, sounds like I knew the, his son. <laughs> He's like, did you know everyone at the school? <laughs> yeah, he did actually. Sounds a sociable lad. Sociable yes. lad. <laughs> sociable lad. <laughs> like a wee little lamb. Um, we come back to the flashback, and school's letting out, and Dirk pushes Barry down. Sam approaches and says, "You know, leave him alone." They have they get into another fight. This time Sam does retaliate and beats the ever living snot out of this kid. Yeah. Like really, really badly. And then when he gets kind of laid out, Sam taunts him and says, You know, you're not you're not tough, you're just a jerk. Dirk the jerk. So all the kids start chanting Dirk the jerk and he runs off, basically runs off crying. This next scene I have problems with. Mm. Maybe maybe I do have some resentment for the bullies of my childhood <laughs> because I do not like redemptions for this. I don't like the redemption for this kid. Mm. Like the reason why he, well, I'll go through it and I'll talk more about it. They're, they're back in present day and they're at Dirk's father's house. Also Dirk. He, Sam says, well, I knew him in high school and he, Dirk didn't have many friends and they were asking, like, when did he when did he pass? And he said when he was 18. He had suffered from drug and alcohol use, mm-hmm. abuse, rather. The father blames himself. He says, you know, he slipped through my fingers. It was my fault. I should have seen it coming. Mm. And he says school wasn't very easy for Dirk. You know, we didn't have much money. And the 
kids could be cruel they picked on him mm. uh, we i know you had said it earlier like it was crap coming down the hill right yeah yeah exactly like it all rolls downwards yeah i just i don't like this message of like oh, i do like this message and i don't like this message <laughs> you don't know what yes you don't know what other people are going through but you shouldn't take it out on other people Mm. he saw that this Barry kid was worse off than him mm-hmm. so he took it off and hit uh, like out on Barry and then when someone stood up to him other kids were then cruel to him about it it's just like okay then don't be the jerk <laughs> like, yeah I mean I kids are kids are horrible <laughs> just say that <laughs> so like especially especially in a like an American school setting mm-hmm. of what we've seen like it could not it may not be true that this is what actually happens, but but by the sounds of it, it was name calling. I just feel like there's no, there is actually no excuse for bullying. I actually have great sympathy for all the kids because, like you know, they can. It's it's really hard being a teenager. It's especially hard being a teenager if you're living in difficult circumstances. So I I do understand why kids bully other kids it's like a mm-hmm. control thing it's something you have control over in your life where maybe you don't have that in your like everyday life it's something you have at school but it still shouldn't be accept like that's that's not a good enough reason like right. it's, it still shouldn't be acceptable behavior and it's up to adults and other people around them to be like you need to direct your difficulties in a more positive direction and it's, yeah. it's, it's hard that's not easy to do like I'm saying it like it's easy it's not but I do feel like it's not addressed enough you can't just write off a bully and say well they have it really tough that's why they're horrible to other people well they need they need to be told that's not <laughs> that's not right. how you get on in society because you know kids, bad shit is always gonna happen it's, and you have to be able to deal with it in a way that's not destructive to other people as well mm-hmm. and the thing is that if you you know kids who are bullies become adults who are bullies I, I you know you see that all the time living in society yeah exactly exactly and like so his his backstory of like you know Dirk's mother had cancer and went mm-hmm. and died when he was 13 all really sad yeah. all like things that are absolutely awful but like it's not an excuse no. like you said it it just and maybe this is a a reflection of like how much better you know society has gotten with addressing things like this because in the 90s i do feel like that was a good enough an excuse Mm -hmm. for bullies to bully whereas now like you said is acknowledged and then you move on to like how can you express yourself in a way that's not damaging to other people Basically, just more therapy. It's what we need. <laughs> more therapy, more intervention for these kids, which is 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 lacking in a lot of places. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The idea that like people who are getting bullied should just be like, well, they're going through a tough doesn't make their bully like doesn't make their situation any better to think that their bully's in a tough situation. Yeah, exactly. It's still like, happening. How, how does them. that help them? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, Sam, Sam does feel sympathy because he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. And like, feels very bad that he was the one who gave him that nickname. This is an Um, extreme circumstance because this kid eventually like seems to sort of, the implication here is because Sam once called him a jerk, his whole life imploded and he ended up drinking and doing drugs, which I don't think is necessary. Sam takes that all on himself. Yes. The thing is, I guess you can relate this to his current situation because he essentially used his powers, right? He used his knowledge of fighting in this case. Mm -hmm. 
against this kid where initially he'd chosen not to and then made his life worse. That That's the only like parallel I can see here, that they're kind of using that. But it's, it's a weak comparison and I just feel like Sam's beating himself. I mean, Sam does do this. Yes. <laughs> this, this is Pete Sam Winchester blaming himself for something he did as a child because he once called a kid a jerk. Like, right. I mean, exactly. he did and he beat can... this kid up too, to be fair, actually. But he he did it because he was standing up for his friend, Barry. Exactly. He was standing up for himself. Mm-hmm. This idea that you shouldn't fight back, not sure I really agree with that. Mm. In certain circumstances. Like, yeah. you can't go too... Uh, Sam went little too far. Yeah. I will say that. It's, but at the same time, stopped him from bullying people, apparently. Presumably. So, presumably, it, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't really like the way this is, like... I don't know. It's, it's an odd one. And then this... The thing is, this person's gone on to become a ghost who is then killing Killing people. bullies. <laughs> He's killing bu- or injuring bullies, yeah. The, I don't know. The motive doesn't quite... Self-loathing, surely, right? Yeah, Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it happened. It does make sense because also he's a vengeful ghost, and like everything kind of gets skewed because of the anger yeah. and stuff. But exactly. yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like this was in here just to make Sam feel bad, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Right? And like yeah. Sam feels bad enough about himself. <laughs> we don't need to add more to the Sam sad pile. <laughs> <laughs> He has. He already has angels that don't like him. He doesn't need a childhood like something that he's never. He hasn't thought about probably in years. Just (laughs) come around. Yeah, that's fine. Just just shovel some more childhood trauma onto Sam. He can take it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, Um, they ask. You know, Dean says, "Where can we pay our respect? Where was he buried?" Dirk was uh, cremated. Mm-hmm. Dean just says all of him, like <laughs> as if that's completely normal. <laughs> the thing is, he gets an answer because he asks it so directly. Yes, <laughs> that's very true. Like he just, I guess it's such a shock because the father says I kept a lock of his hair. Yep. Dean asks where, like as if that's a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. He says on the bus in my Bible. Mm-hmm. We're then. Uh, on the school that school bus at night there's a driver on there and the coach is like oh thanks for driving us um it's like the football team whatever mm. sports team sports go sports sports team <laughs> um and we see that the driver eddie is actually under possession because we see like black ectoplasm come out of his nose they did something that again would have been helpful in other situations. I think of Route 666 in yeah. this situation. They have a strip, uh, pi- a spike strip. Yeah, one of those police... What are they called? Spike strips. Okay. I yeah. feel they have a different name. They might. They probably do, but... I know what you mean. I know them as, I know them as a spike strip. Yeah. And it bursts all the tires and the bus swerves and comes to a stop. Sam comes in and like pulls pulls the driver out of the bus. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine being a student on that bus and being like, <laughs> these two, this random giant just comes in the bus with a shotgun <laughs> and pulls the driver off. Out Terrifying, of the bus. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and the uh, Dirk says, Win- Winchester, what are you going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> Dean just like scurries up and throws a rope over him. I'm just saying, this proves my theory that salt water works. Yeah. Also, if they had had a salt hula hoop, this would have worked much better. He could have just whooped over the top of the ghost. That's true. Yeah. 
And that's to their detriment. If they'd had that hula hoop, some of this wouldn't have happened. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so the, the rope is soaked in salt water. Dean goes into the bus to make sure that everyone's okay and looks for like the Bible. Mm-hmm. Someone on the bus says, aren't you the PE teacher? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm tw- 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Nobody seems to get that reference, which... No. I think it's kind of funny. I don't think the new version had come out yeah. yet. No, I don't no. think so either. <laughs> but like 21 Drum Seat is pretty, was pretty big. I didn't know it before the new version had come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so the Bible's not on the bus or the hair is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Dirk is like, you'll never find it. Sam levels the shotgun at him. Dirk says, Sam Winchester, still a bully, which is like, mm, mm-hmm. really? Not really. Uh, you jocks, you popular kids. So yeah, he's going after the yeah. a type of person. And it's so funny because Sam and Dean are like so far away from that. Like so far away. I guess so this far. is, uh, they're, they're playing into the moral of like, you never know people's circumstances because yeah. this person thinks that they are popular bullies, whereas actually their circumstances are probably, I mean, we're playing the like comparison game here where you shouldn't, but like even worse than his. I'm not evil, Dirk. I'm not. And neither were you. Trust me. I've seen real evil. We were scared and miserable. And we took it out on each other. Us and everybody else. That's high school. But you suffer through that. And it gets better. I'm just sorry you didn't get a chance to see that. It's like, yeah, we know you're not evil, Sam. No, I know, Sam. <laughs> release this childhood. Like, re- release the blame. <laughs> well, and also what's happening right now. Like, yeah. You know, with, as a rewatch people, we know. Yeah. As a first watch people, you don't know why he's so... I know, I mean, he's also had, like, the, the freak thing with the yeah. psychic powers and bit coming from a de- demon mm-hmm. sort of makes it automatically evil. So he's like, no, I'm not evil. This, yeah, okay. This line is true. Mm-hmm. That's high school. Yeah. Um, but you suffer through that and it gets better, which it does. It does. It does get better. And I don't know if we do have anyone in high school age listening to us or younger. It does get better. It will take time. It may not get better for a long time, but mm. just keep working on yourself and it will get better. School is um, such a weird experience that it's just not like the real world. So <laughs> exactly. weird things happen there that would not like doesn't fly in the real world and Exactly. It's this strange situation. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm sorry you didn't get to get you didn't get a chance to see that, you or Barry. Mm. Which is true. Like so they were both self destructive, right? Yeah. Unfortunately Barry took his own life. Mm-hmm. But so did Dirk through alcohol and drug abuse. Mm -hmm. So it's just get help if you need help. There is help out there. Get it if you need it. Yeah. Get it if you don't feel like you need it. Yeah. Everybody needs help. You know, with the the twisting of an angry ghost, he says, you know, nothing is going to get better for me. Not ever. Mm. Which, yeah. I mean, he's a ghost, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Very ventral one that's strong enough to possess people strong enough to break out of these ropes that should have been a yeah. hoop so you know should have been a hoop. yeah that's very true <laughs> and they start to fight and sam's like find the hair <laughs> i can't imagine being sat in the bus and just hearing this random like fight happen and someone yell find the hair yeah all these kids are just like sat there and like yeah whatever man this is normal yeah. <laughs> like... so they they managed to 
expel Dirk from the driver, but mm-hmm. he then takes over another student, comes out and starts wailing on Sam. <laughs> Dean goes over to the the driver, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, hey, buddy, this isn't what it looks like. So he's like <laughs> trying to like go through his pockets and stuff. Yeah. It turns out that the hair is in the boots of this guy yeah um he gets out a lighter and sets the hair like he can't get the lighter working <laughs> it's such a good shot i don't know what was going on with his face in that scene but he's just like so worried oh my god i can't do it i can't do it the lighters are working guys <laughs> my little brother's getting big up <laughs> <laughs> he finally like burns the hair and it's, it's quite a cool shot of the ghost coming out of him mm-hmm. and like burning as it's expelled yeah it's very cool kid just like flops on top of Sam he's like oof, oof. <laughs> and then Dean's line of like here he's giving you the full cowgirl it's just like what it was a throwback to the beginning of the cheerleaders because apparently the girl who had been bullied had been doing the reverse cowgirl so they're comparing Dean to some bullying cheerleaders <laughs> I don't know it was weird this was a big guy though like, if you think yeah. about how big Sam is and how big this guy is, yeah, he was a big dude. Well, so the, the guy is, like, his knees are by his, like, chest. Yeah, that's true. So that's kind of... He looks bigger than he is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> so we go back in time again, and we know because it's all orangey, as, as it has been this whole time. And we see Dean, a young Dean, kissing a brunette who is definitely not his current... Bo, I want to say girlfriend, but like not really, right? No. Current person. And he says like five more minutes, Jerry, which I guess Jerry's like a lookout or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, but Amanda opens the door and she just, Dean pretends that they were studying for a history test, but I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's even like, come on, baby. She means nothing to me. <laughs> Dean, you've been watching too many movies. <laughs> Who are you? Do you think... Dean, like young Dean, used to prepare for going into a high school situation by watching high school movies. Yes. And then just act like how he wanted to be. Yeah, I see that fully 100%. It may not have even been high school movies. It was probably like, well, yeah, no, he probably watched Grease many a times. And like (laughs) Footloose. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dean has definitely watched Footloose. (laughs) Yes. That's canon in my mind. <laughs> but yeah, or it comes from like, you know, horror movies and things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I, I, th- he's 100% putting on an act the whole time he's at school. Yeah. Um, and, and Amanda calls it out here. She's like, she says to him like, I'm not mad, Dean. I just thought that underneath your whole, I could give a crap bad boy thing. There was something more going on. I mean, like the way you are with your brother, you know, something softer, something nicer. Mm -hmm. But she was like, I was wrong. You spend so much time trying to convince people that you're cool, but it's just an act. We know you're just a sad, lonely little kid. I feel sorry for you. This girl just destroyed the and like twisted it. I mean, if there's ever been a more accurate analysis of Dean's character, this is Amanda had it. Amanda solved this Dean Winchester issue in this episode. (laughs) It's so true. And this is still true when he's an adult. He's the bad boy. He drives a cool car and he fights monsters and no one's ever going to know that he's terribly insecure inside. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from maybe his angel buddy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, sometimes he lets Sam see him cry. (laughs) That's true. It's just, yeah, this is is Dean. It's Dean. 
sad, insecure, very lonely, mm-hmm. uh, who puts up a front of women, cars, and beer. Don't feel sorry for me. You don't know anything about me. I save lives. I'm a hero. A hero. You can't just make someone see the front that you're trying to put up. Yeah. You might think that's there. I, I do think Dean does see himself as a hero, but it's something that he doesn't get recognized for by civilians because mm-hmm. he can't tell them once everyone monsters exist, right? Exactly. And like Amanda walks off with her friends, and they all look at Dean like, I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're not getting with any of us now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see young Sam and he's getting like pats on the back. Everyone's saying like, yeah, man, you're so cool. Good job. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, kicked Dirk the jerk. You know, Dean's kind of watching this, but he doesn't look very happy. He gets the phone call and he's like, oh my God, finally, because it's John. So we kind of end with Sam, they end their, their school career here as Sam being kind of popular where he mm-hmm. started out as kind of a loser. And then Dean... He was going to have a bad time if he'd stayed there, I think. Yes. Um, Kind of a social outcast. So Dean and Sam wait outside the school and we see the Impala drive up. We don't see the driver. (laughs) Um, And Sam waves to Barry. He sees him through the window. And Dean's like, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. This place sucks. Come on, Sam. And they all get in. And then the last scene in this episode, we see Mr. Wyatt in the future. Well, the future, the present. The present. Mm -hmm. Um... And he's in his classroom. Sam comes in and he kind of says, like, you probably don't remember me, but my name's Sam Winchester. I just want to thank you um, because I was a student and you gave me some advice. And uh, the teacher kind of remembers him. It's like, oh, yeah, you wrote that horror story. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can can actually see that's plausible, like that a teacher would remember him. (laughs) Sam says, I did. It's been one long horror story. And Mr. Wyatt's like, what? And he's like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to say that out loud. (laughs) Which is where it would have been cool to see that he was actually some kind of supernatural creature. Yeah. There you go. That's my headcanon. Can you imagine if he was actually a werewolf? That That was his thing. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) So... You know, Mr. White's like, well, what is this advice? Because he clearly doesn't remember what he actually said to this kid. And Sam's like, you told me that I didn't have to go into the family business. You said I should make my own choices. And Mr. White says, so you've managed to do your own thing? And Sam's like, yeah, for a while I did. I went to college because of you. But, you know, people grow up and they kind of like share a look like, yeah, things happen when, you know, in life. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you you can try and do what you want. Yeah. But re- reality is going to kick in, unfortunately. <laughs> reality kicks you in the ass, but yeah. it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, Sam says responsibilities, and he's right. That's why he's gone back to the family business, because responsibilities. He feels responsible to be with Dean, protect Dean, and all that kind of stuff. The world. The world. Yeah, he's it's, it's carrying a lot, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, But he says, you took an interest in me when no one else did. So that matters. Thank you. And then Mr. Wyatt says, well, you know, the only thing that really matters is that you're happy. Are you happy, Sam? And that's it just ends. Ends. (laughs) Yep. And that question is never answered because the answer is a resounding no. Exactly. And I feel like they've asked this of Dean as well in this series. Like, are you happy? I think so. I'm sure that's happened. Um, it's an odd one that they keep asking them, but they're not... 
But the problem is, it's like they're not happy, but there's no way out of their current situation. So what are you yeah. expecting them to do? So I think I think it's kind of high, it must be highlighting something, right? Like, are you are you happy? If not, if you're not happy, why do you want to save the world? Yeah. Like if if you're not happy, why do you want to save everybody? If you like, if you are happy, then we I can understand why you want to do the things you're doing i think that's where it's kind of kind of mm. leaning into like you're making all of these decisions for not for yourself i mean it comes into the responsibility both sam and dean are only really going along with this because they feel a sense of responsibility it's not for themselves it's not mm-hmm. to make themselves feel good dean would be happy starting a family opening a bar forgetting hunting for the you know the rest of his life Mm-hmm. Um, but he feels a sense of responsibility towards Sam and the world. Sam, I, it's a difficult one because I think at this point, revenge against Lilith, he thinks probably would make him happy, but it's tied into the sense of responsibility of revenge for Dean and to save mm-hmm. the world. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one. I don't think either of them are happy I no. don't think they're ever happy. This is I'm, mm. I'm just getting real sad at this now. I don't I don't know. There are moments that they are, and then I I don't think they're ever truly happy. I don't think they ever they they have happy moments. Yeah, right. Mm. But they are outweighed by all of the other stuff. Like, so I don't think they're ever content. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you're right. It's the contentedness, like the satisfaction of a job well done. I, I don't think they get that really. Few and far between. Like maybe after a hunt, they might sh- share a drink and say like, yeah, we did a good job. But there's always the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Well, th- so yeah, like their ba- their baseline is like never just sort of like neutral. It's mm. always like, it's always like we, need our- we are going into danger because we have to be in danger because we have to save the world. Yeah. yeah. We have to save the people. Like they never just... They don't have a day off. <laughs> they needed a vacation. Where was my beach episode? Episode 15, 20 should have just been day at the beach. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they drove off into the sunset to have a day at the beach. <laughs> and they got stung by a jellyfish and died. There you go. That's what <laughs> happened. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Yes. After Sam got stabbed yes. and they are in the woods, the cooler mm. that's on the ground... It's the same one that's in the Winchester trailer. So your theory of that it's an in-between epi- like events, yep. I think is actually correct. I think I'm right. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is. The cooler ties it all together, guys. <laughs> add it to your pin board, add the string. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, I like this episode. It's a nice, it's a nice filler episode. It gives us yes. a little bit more background into their childhood. It's kind of stuff we knew already, but it, it just adds a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's nice to for it to like actually play out on screen. Yeah, because like, if it's not on screen, is it canon? Well, now it is. Exactly. Like you have to take away the implication and be like, oh, okay, yes, this is actually. I mean, even just knowing they like go to school and stuff, I feel like was really known before this, you know, mm-hmm. that they actually cared about their education. Because to be fair, in this episode, there's no real reason for Dean to be at school. He could just be like bunking off. 
Mm-hmm. Like, why is he there? Other than he's maybe... There, he's there for Sammy. Yeah, he's, oh, <laughs> he's there for Sam, probably also to not get in trouble with John. But um, yeah, yeah you, you know, I think he still cares about his education too, as does Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just stuff we didn't know before this episode. Which, you know, again, it's like, why would it be nice to have some of the filler episodes really be... A day at the laundromat. <laughs> oh man, day at the laundromat, day at the beach. Let's just write these. Um, one more. I want one more. I want day at the museum <laughs> <laughs> or at the zoo. Yeah, they just started like Dean getting freaked zoo. out by all the animals and like, yeah. what? Sam really liking bugs. It could have been a mm-hmm. bugs throwback. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. Anyway, terrible. But. Yeah, this episode was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Um, mid-season okayness. For the season starting out so strong, yeah, this is one of those episodes that like bolsters the season in comparison to maybe the mm. few that, especially Family Remains, that's still awful. Yeah. Um, last week was, meh, it was okay. Yeah. This one was a better, it was like a meh. <laughs> We're going through a stretch of filler episodes at the moment, but it did give us Dean and Jim Shorts, and for that, I feel we should all be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so next week's episode is Sex and Violence. Mm-hmm. It's a siren one. I don't really remember, but oh, Annabelle, there are things to be said. Things, things. All right. It's <laughs> Catherine Humphrey's episode. So yeah, there are things. There are things. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So at the end of the episode, we'd like to thank the Pixel Agora for his amazing logo art. You can find that and a pride version of that that's still available on our Redbubble store. Mm-hmm. Link will be somewhere. <laughs> it's somewhere, guys. <laughs> it's somewhere. We are also all over the social medias and all that uh, on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, search for Escaping Purgatory Podcast or Escaping Podcast on Twitter and uh, come say hi. Yeah. And this week we went back to school. I don't know how this happened. We're in purgatory, but like we did some reminiscing about our school days around a bonfire. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, So next week, hopefully we can find our way out. Bye. Bye.